Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. Today we have an episode for Sunday, October 9th, 2022. Those of us in Canada are celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend, and I hope that everyone has a moment to stop and savor something that you're grateful for. Let's continue on with a reading from Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. Paul writes, The point is this, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, He scatters abroad, He gives to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us, for the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The Word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. How many of you know the name William Eli Hill? If you don't recognize his name, you might recognize some of his work. One of his most famous drawings is titled, My Wife and My Mother-in-Law. It's a drawing that can be perceived as either a young girl or an old woman, depending on how you look at it. You see, William Hill became quite well known for drawings that challenged the viewer to see different content in the same image. These kind of optical illusions are often referred to as an ambiguous image or a reversible figure. You may be familiar with other examples an image that could either be two faces turned toward each other or a candlestick, an image that could either be a rabbit with long ears protruding behind its head or a duck with a long bill. I thought of these types of images as I read today's reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. The reading opens with Paul's warning that the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. This sounds like an outtake from one of those Hotels.com TV commercials featuring Captain Obvious. Of course, the amount of seed a person plants determines the yield that they will receive. Paul goes on to encourage generosity, saying that God loves a cheerful giver. For a very long time, this text has been used again and again 
as the basis for church fundraising campaigns, asking faithful people to donate money to one cause or another. Don't get me wrong, I'm not discouraging generosity. In fact, generosity is a very significant theme that can be traced through both the Old and New Testament. The book of Leviticus records God giving Israel the following mandates. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. In Leviticus we also read, When a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not oppress the stranger. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. You shall love the stranger as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. The author of the letter to the Hebrews writes, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that some have entertained angels without knowing it. In his letter to the Gentile Christians in Asia Minor, the Apostle Peter wrote, Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. It's clear, then, that the theme of generosity is woven throughout Scripture. Turning our attention back to Paul's letter to the Corinthians, I think there is more to Paul's illustration than a simple exhortation to open up one's pocketbook. As I considered today's readings, my mind kept going back to the word cheerful. I began to wonder, what are the things that genuinely brings us joy? Where does your mind turn to when you daydream? What were you doing the last time that you completely lost track of time? What are the things that give you energy, fuel your imagination, give you satisfaction, and bring you utter happiness? At the end of the day, we will invest ourselves, our energy, our passions, and yes, even our money in the things that we care most about. Please notice that Paul is not encouraging the Corinthians to give so that they will be happy. In fact, he's telling them the opposite. Listen to Paul's words. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Paul is asking the Corinthians to financially support the faithful in Jerusalem. But it's not simply a question of financial support. Just like a William Eli Hill drawing, there's more to Paul's invitation than a question of money. Paul knew what you and I know now, down deep. We invest our time, our energy, and our money into the things that we care about the most. Put another way, if you want to know what people truly care about, the kinds of things that truly motivate them, look at where they invest their time, energy, and money. 
Paul used his understanding of people's motivations to invite them to participate in creating the kind of faith culture that Jesus called the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. It's not about being generous so that we will be happy. Rather, it's about expressing our happiness and compassion through generosity. We begin to see that our happiness is not the result of our generosity, but rather the cause of it. This year, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, we're invited to consider those things that mean the most to us. But beyond simply considering those things, we're challenged to examine how we express that meaning in all aspects of our lives. Let's pray. Giving and forgiving God, you created the good earth and blessed it. Give us glad and generous hearts so that we may rejoice and give thanks for the abundance of your creation, the depths of your mercy and your care for all. Blessed are you, O God, source of all being, eternal word and Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.